Good morning, America. Good evening, Amsterdam. Hello, everyone. My name is Mick. And my name is Joey. And today we're going to talk about codependency and in particular the role that anger plays in codependency to most of y'all um you may be familiar with the term codependency i may have experienced this while growing up but for those that are a little bit unfamiliar with this space let me just explain a little bit to you like what codependency really is um so codependency basically is what happens when there's a lack of boundaries in friend dynamics or family dynamics or any human dynamics really that erodes our sense of self so there isn't really like space for our sense of self or our self and um there's a lot of groupthink involved and um what's interesting though is that when these boundaries when there's no boundaries present there isn't really like room for our sense of self and that's where anger sometimes can play in because, you know, something's got to give when there's no room for ourselves. I've had a lot of experiences, uh, you know, like growing up in a codependent family um, that I'd love to share with you guys today on. Um, but before we do so, Joe, I'd love to hear your stories. What's your um, experience with codependency? Have you been like familiar with it, like while growing up? And how does codependency involve or like how like what kind of role does codependency mm -hmm. play in your life nowadays yeah no it's beautiful mickey it's a great topic and i'm excited to talk about it um i feel i'm a phd in codependency a master <laughs> of codependency <laughs> i can teach you how to be a, a fantastic codependent um yeah no growing up in my family definitely had that and like for a lot of my life I was codependent. And for me, one of the main ways, even in my family, my parents were divorced. And, you know, I think I wanted to fix everything and everyone. And I felt insecure. And so I want to, like, make people be what I think they should be and try to run their lives. And really, it's getting off my side of the street, going into your space, crossing over your boundaries and having the arrogance, although I didn't see that at the time, to think I know better for you how you need to live your life. And it's really a boundaries thing, right? It's neglecting yeah. any sense of boundaries. And it's an also a way that if I get codependent with you, Mick, or with another person, I can escape responsibility of looking at myself because now I'm all dealing with you and I don't have to look at myself, right? Wow. Instead of, yeah. I think, the cure, or at least what helps me, is putting the focus on myself, giving enough space. And I think you and I have spoke about this in the past, like interdependent relationship mm. in a complementary type of relationship where I have my own sense of being, I have my own space, I have my boundaries. I'm not going to be perfect. They're going to constantly need to be redefined, reshaped, readjusted. But I'm not in your business, man. I'm your friend. I'm not yeah. your master. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your coach. I'm not your psychologist. I'm not your real estate agent. I'm not your financial advisor. I'm not your pastor. I'm not like, it's just, who am I? Like our role, we're friends. We're yeah. friends. And that, that's the most important thing where I allow you to be your perfect self to make your own mistakes, right? And you allow that same for me 
And I think it, it, and then maybe sometimes we will cross, but then we let each other know. So, you know, I don't know. There's so so many experiences. Sorry, Mick. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, what, what just like popped in my head as we're talking here is like with codependency, right? There's no, no room for a sense of self. So we derive our sense of self from the group. So when I heard, like, when I listened to your story about, like, wanting to manipulate others, would that almost be an attempt where we seek our sense of self in others? So we almost want to control the group thing and how everybody should live, because that's the only safe space where we can derive a sense of self from. Your thoughts on that? That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one to say. So in other words... Maybe I'm craving to figure out myself, but I don't, I necessarily have fallen into a trap by thinking the way I do it is by fixing everyone else. Is that what you're kind of saying or something different? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fascinating. It's fascinating. And I think, you know, ultimately it just doesn't work, right? Like being codependent is a drug. And I think it, it, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't work. It's a trap. And it doesn't make me feel good. And I think ultimately we want to feel good. We want to, we want to have authenticity and we want to grow and develop and we want to be our true self. And if I'm always focused on you in an, in an incorrect way, in a domineering way or in an arrogant way, I don't have the space to really look into myself and take care of myself. I just don't have the space. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And how does that play out for you in your you know, a current life, because I'm sure you have a lot of awareness about like how you were raised and everything. Like, do you still like find yourself sometimes now in, you know, enabling codependency or sort of like letting your boundaries cross or like having maybe like difficulty with setting boundaries because it feels so foreign to you? With certain people, Mick, it's still so easy to slip into the codependent trap. It's so easy, so easy. And I do find myself making the mistake a lot. Uh, most recently I had a family member who was going through some challenges with their relationship and I stuck right in there and I shouldn't have, I got in there and, and it's funny. I think when I do become codependent and someone allows me to do that for a little bit, my, I get a hit off of it, meaning my ego gets a little bit of a juice from it. And so I do it and I almost feel a little good about it. Until the after effect is almost like a drug is like a hangover. That's how I know it's not really good because I lose myself and I'll get exhausted, right? Like if I'm trying to convince you to do something you really don't want to do, or I'm jumping, like I'm wasting my energy. Um, So that happened with that family member, but with that particular family member. And also I find like with my mother, it's so easy to do. And so I have to be vigilant not to do it. I do find People who are less codependent or have more self-awareness, it's easier for me not to do that with them because they've also kind of figured it out for themselves. They don't want to do that. So it's easier. And so that's an interesting thing. What about you, man? Yeah. So I had a recent encounter with one of my closest friends. We were very close and we always like called each other for everything and it was like at first like really beautiful because you know it's great to be so connected to someone else right and to like share so much of your life um but it's gotten to a point at some point where i felt a lot of agitation or like 
well, not agitation, actually like resentment and anger. And I couldn't really like pinpoint what it was. And, um, uh, you know, I started digging and I started like sort of also just like having a conversation about it. Well, actually, what really happened is I started snapping, right? Which <laughs> led the other party to ask like, hey, what's up? And then, you know, we went down the rabbit hole to really figure out what was going on. Now, let me tell you something. What we found out was that we were what something what looked like such a healthy friendship where we were so supportive of each other and blah, 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 ended up being we were each other's healthy parents, healthy adults all the time, which meant that with every obstacle I was facing, I would call the other person, please fix my issue. The kind of like maybe the best way, like as a metaphor to use it, is like if if my little Mickey is hurting, I would just like throw it to her mm. and she would do the same with me. And of course, life is challenging. We all get down sometimes. Sometimes it's literally impossible to be the healthy adult. So we rely on others, right? But in our friendship, the reliance was way off balance to the point, which brings back to codependency, where there wasn't a sense of self. There weren't boundaries. Mm -hmm. There wasn't like any room. Like it felt very mm -hmm. suffocating at some point. Also because I felt so dependent on someone else, like in an unhealthy way, not like in the interdependent way you mentioned before, but in the codependent way. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, you know, we became aware of it and started talking about it, which of course is also like very, you know, difficult and maybe a little bit anxiety inducing because, you know, mm -hmm. what does that mean for our friendship? Obviously we're not going to go black and white and, um, you know, like end to friendship or what whatsoever, but it does require to look within and be like, hey, things need to change. Which boundaries are there and which boundaries need to be um, upheld? And let me tell you something funny is what I realized was the biggest lesson I got. Well, actually, were two things. One, I wasn't aware of my boundaries. I wasn't aware of all the emotional dumping that took place, plus the part that I played in it too, because I did the emotional dumping too. The second thing too is because I wasn't aware, I was never able to set the boundary for myself, plus mm -hmm. empower the other party to respect that boundary. Mm. And so all of that anger and resentment and that like snapping came from that. And mm. so it's been like a really really grow I, I want to say healing but I think more so growing experience because I was raised in a very codependent environment still to this date and healing is like a continuous like work, work in progress right I still notice that I find it hard to meet to like meet myself understand what are my boundaries set the boundaries but also like what are my needs and ask for my needs mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's been like my recent experience. <laughs> it's, it's really cool, Mick. I, I love the fact that you said you snapped. So you had an irritation, but that irritation, that little bit of anger, whatever you want to call it, the emotion there actually is a gift because it's letting you know something's mm. going off that's not yeah. right. It's actually telling us codependency or something's happened. And now how beautiful that beautiful emotion comes as a gift and we can learn to allow it to teach us experiences our teacher 
that we just have to make a little bit of adjustment. Then we get the opportunity to kind of set a boundary and then talk it out with the other person if we need to do that or make a slight change. And that awareness is so different, at least for me, because I never had that awareness. I'd get angry, just like you're saying. And then I would I would destroy the relationship even more and maybe attack them, say, like, leave me the hell alone. Don't ever tell like, right? Because I yeah. my capacity, um, I'm drained by the codependent relationship and I just explode. And it's oh it's God. it's yeah, it's super interesting. I call that the angry hammer. So there's like in schema therapy, you know, that we have like the loving parent, the hurt mm. inner child, the angry child. But there's also such thing as the protector that mm. if nobody is like paying any attention to like where the boundaries lie and like who's honoring the boundaries, um, then at some point, you know, something's got to give. Right. So my my toxic trait, hashtag vulnerability here is I definitely have the anger, like the angry hammer. And the angry hammer, although it protects you, because like once it like hits in, your boundaries will be respected, but mm. often at the expense of the relationship. And that's why I love what you just mentioned with using anger, like hugging anger almost, like embracing anger as mm. a signal. Mm. There are boundaries that are being crossed. Where mm. are my boundaries? Mm. And what do I need to do? to honor those because mm. more often than not, especially in this world we're living, we don't know shit about mm -hmm. who we really are, mm. what we really like, what our true needs are, what our hobbies are, but mm. also where our boundaries lie. Yes. And I love, you know, thinking about how not just anger, but really all the emotions are gifts. There was a teacher his name, uh, he was a psychologist. His name was Conrad Bars. And he told this story, which I find really beautiful. He said, our emotions are like, picture the most powerful horse that you can think of, strong and powerful. The emotions are as that horse. And if we learn to appreciate them, we get on top of the horse and it takes us so far. If we suppress them and ignore them and get irritated with them, we stop feeding them. Now that beautiful horse is starved. It actually, we can't really get rid of it. We're suppressing it. Now, instead of you getting on top of it and letting it take you beautiful places, you have to pull the horse yourself. So the emotions can be a gift. Well, emotions are a gift. Um, but when I reverse it and ignore them, it becomes brutal. And that's why I think paying attention to what's really going on is just it is beautiful when we can do it. So it's great that we're having this conversation because I don't think you and I are the only people who can get stuck with this stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. what a beautiful metaphor you just mentioned. Like, wow, like I can really like visually see how, you know, like our role it is to sort of see the horse and ride the horse, really, as opposed to letting it, you know, numb ourselves down and just mm -hmm. like kill it and you know what i always say like you can run but you can't hide so to your point too like you got to carry that dead horse now with you which is going to make your life even more tough so thank you so much for sharing that metaphor i think uh i think that's one for in the books for sure <laughs> yeah yeah now this was uh very cool uh there's so much i think that we touched on within this talk 
like the emotions that we can kind of handle in other talks and, uh, you know, how to learn from the emotions, how to not be afraid of them and how to see them as the signals that are telling us to do something that will help us get a better sense of our unique self and to take better care of ourselves, which would be a beautiful thing to, to discuss maybe next time or future down the road. Yeah. So to our listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Obviously, this is just my experience and Joe's experience. And uh, we're curious to hear like what role anger plays in your life, if you've been faced with codependency and what role it plays nowadays. And also, we are very eager to learn and grow and dig deeper into what it means to live a fulfilling and authentic life. So we'd love to hear your input on future topics, issues you're dealing with, or maybe even insights you recently got from your own self-awareness. We are both listening and we look forward to being with you at a home for being. See you next week. See you later. Take care.